When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family, to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I am Brig. As always, I'm here with Brad. Say hi, Brad. <laughs> hi. That's right. That's right. We're here. Ready to go. Ready to go. We're ready to go. It is currently Monday night, September 14th, 2020. Um, I don't know if you've seen the memes about us being on the home stretch of 2020, but it's very perilous still. The uh, the the drawbridge that we have to walk or the bridge we have to walk across rather is 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 looking precarious. But that's fine. We <laughs> still have baseball, and that's a terrific reality. Mm-hmm. Um, today we're going to talk about a whole bunch of current event stuff. We're going to start maybe teasing some playoff uh, conversations, and then. Because of these current events, we are going to talk about unwritten rules of baseball, okay? Mm-hmm. We have mentioned some of it in the past, and it's time that we just kind of dig a little deeper into this hole. And uh, so, But anyway, we'll get into that a little bit later. That'll be the, the second and third segment of today's show. But first, first, Brad, we have got to take a trip to Wrigley <laughs> and talk about Alec Mills' no-no. Absolutely. Now, Brig, you're going to have to tell me more about this because all I know is that he is not a guy who would, this would ever be expected from. Um, <laughs> I, I think he was undrafted. Is that right? Undrafted. College walk-on. Okay. Um, he, let's see if I can get all my facts straight. He did, uh, he was DFA'd by the Rays not long ago. He had Tommy John. He's recovering. He's uh he used to have Tom, used to have Tommy John. How do you say that? He I, he, he had, had Tommy he had John. Tommy John. <laughs> what is happening? Tommy John anyway, is not something you possess. <laughs> you don't you, you can't have it and then you can't you can't have had it. I don't know which tense I'm supposed to be in. The point is he w- underwent Tommy John surgery, recovered from that and then he just is a pick-me-up guy over in Chicago right now, and and mm-hmm. everybody, you know, it's just the, it's just the way it is. He's just filling a slot on the rotation, and the point is, though, he is now the 16th in Cubs history to record a no-no. The 16th in the entire franchise history. That's tremendous that statistic is. right there. Yeah. Um, and the another cool detail before we jump back into Alec is that uh giolito in south side chicago is the other one to have done it this season yep yeah chicago owns the no-nos this season i love that i think it is i think it's awesome yeah it's kind of so, a crazy thing yeah. but you know as you're as you're going through about alec mills the thing that like i know they say this all the time but don't ever like this is for the kids don't ever let anybody tell you you're not good enough like oh man like, don't let them ever say you're not big enough, you're not strong enough, you're not fast enough. Because if you work hard enough, you'll get to where you want to be. And, you know, eventually, yes, eventually they'll say, okay, 
we can't anymore. But he got DFA'd. He got designated for assignment, cut by the Rays, and then the Cubs picked him up. Yep. Just I feel like I feel like don't give up until you're ready to. Until you're ready to not work for it anymore. Just just work hard. You'll you'll get there. You'll get to yeah, where you want to be. I like your point. Don't give up until you're ready to not work for it anymore. Mm-hmm. Because really that's what it all comes down to. Are you gonna work for this or not? Right? Yeah. Are you are you still willing to put forth the effort? Just mm-hmm. be, don't let anybody ever define your reality, your potential, your nothing. You do it. Take yeah. ownership. Yeah, so sure. yes. Wilson Wilson will be getting these lessons, so will the bear yes. and everyone, you know. <laughs> Hopefully Most everyone definitely. teaching their kids that too, because, because I've lived that part of my life. You know, I've been, I've been in those situations and uh-huh. it doesn't apply just to baseball, but right. Um, Absolutely. There's your public service announcement unsolicited <laughs> for the day. <laughs> the more, you know, <laughs> Oh geez, let's talk about what we don't know. That's easier. Um, but anyways, so, so Brig, you want, you watched this game. Is that right? Did you watch the start to finish? No, I didn't watch it start to finish. I got the see, and we're gonna have to get into this because I got the alert okay. on my phone. Yeah, and it said, uh, you know, no hit bid halfway through. You know, six like six innings or whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, in Chicago, and I was like, ooh. So <laughs> when I get the notification, two things happen. One of which is I better start watching, and the second of which is, but if I didn't watch up until this point. And now I start watching him. I gonna be the jinx. But <laughs> is that what yeah, is yeah. gonna happen? And we're gonna get into that more a little bit later. Yeah, but I have this warring sort of emotional experience. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. It is. But I started watching the game um, in the eighth. Is when I turned it on. Okay. Okay. So I, right I wouldn't be told what to do, I think, is what <laughs> the other thing that happened. You should turn this on. I don't, don't you tell me. what You're not my coal mine supervisor, MLB. You know, that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so something else exciting happened on Sunday, though, not just the no-hitter. We had Albert, oh, yeah. Winnie, the, Albert Winnie the Pujols. He <laughs> hit his 660th career home run to tie Willie Mays, the Say Hey Kid, for fifth all time on the home run list, and if you ask me, that's fifth. quite an accomplishment for all I mean, that's time. All time, <laughs> like you've got, there's got to be crazy. longevity and consistency to make it that high on the list. And for those guys who make it, I mean, bravo, bravo to them. Congratulations to Albert Pujols. That is an accomplishment for sure. Yeah. No, it it, it this is. It's so funny because every time he does something tremendous, something mm-hmm. else tremendous happens in the world. And uh, this is just, again, co-located with the no-no in Chicago. But the the thing about Albert Pujols is he seems like such a stand-up guy. You know, all those mm-hmm. years in St. Louis, everybody was above reproach, really. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just – you couldn't – you can't I, – I just – I love that this guy – is under no suspicion of anything. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no questioning how he got there. It's solid everyday baseball, and he's been doing it forever and successful for forever. That's the best. Well, and I think I think when he left St. Louis and and got to Anaheim, I think there was a little suspicion um, because I remember seeing 
an article somewhere. I can't remember. It might have been ESPN. I'm not sure. A little it might be a little reckless to be ESPN. But anyway, it said <laughs> Albert Pujols is one of the greatest hitters of our generation. But I don't buy it. Yeah. Or he's or he's has done it clean. He's one of the greatest hitters of our generation. He's done it clean. But I don't buy it or something like that. You know, basically accusing of him uh, accusing him of using steroids. But his career arc has totally disproved that. It's proven that he right. is clean because. He has the career arc of somebody who played just about every day and just tallied up injuries over time because your body breaks yeah. down. Yeah. You know, and he's not hitting home runs at the same pace that he would be if he was on steroids. So I yeah. No, absolutely. I I totally I think it's great that he's that he's done it clean, done it the right way and I mean, he's got a, obviously got a spot in Cooperstown waiting for him. I just yeah. don't know if he's going to go in as a, as a cardinal or an angel, probably a cardinal because he had better his his peak years there, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's well, really all was, it comes down to now. So let's talk about that for a second. He was in on Baseball Reference. Uh, he got to St. Louis in 2001 at his 21 age, 21 season. Played 161 games. Okay, played the full mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Then all the way through to 2011, he was playing 147 games in the 2011 season. Also in St. Louis, that was his 31st birthday year. Mm-hmm. Um, now. He had no no lagging plate appearances. Um, his run production was pretty consistent between one, let's see, 99 is the lowest. The highest is 137 in that 10-year span. His hits are exactly consistent through that 10-year span. Um, I mean, on it's just exactly what you're saying. This career arc is just undeniable. So then he gets mm-hmm. to he gets to uh, Anaheim, twenty twelve plays one hundred fifty four games. Whoops! Baseball Reference is interactive now. Did you know this? I didn't know this. <laughs> I'm clicking stuff. I'm highlighting things, and it's now there are pop ups, and the spreadsheet is orange, and I don't know what's happening. But um, <laughs> look, you he gotta be careful on that website. Apparently so. So he. It, let's say he goes the next two years, and we get a full 20 years out of him, okay? He mm-hmm. goes 2012, 154 games, to 2020, he's at 31 games in 2020, right? Now, obviously, mm-hmm. that, that makes sense. But yeah. his lowest point games played in the last eight years, 99 games, and his highest is obviously a full season mm-hmm. at 159. So. Yeah. Um, let's go back to at bats again in the last eight years, 607 at bats in 2012. And then his lowest point was that same 2013, 99 game season where he had 391, but even in his lowest season, he's still at the plate 391 times. Yeah. It's, you know, it's half of what a full season would be, but he, you know, he's playing a little over half a season, so that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and, and that's Run. kind of the thing that's always been with me is that he has that lingering, like kind of, I guess, lingering, more nagging foot issue that mm-hmm. you see every time he goes to run out of um, an infield hit or, you know, tries to. And yeah. uh, and he, he's played through it. He's played through it, and it's been a number of years. Um, yeah. He's still been able to hit the ball for power, hit the ball for a pretty decent average yeah. over that time. So, yeah, I – yeah, I think he's he's been fantastic. He's been great to watch. Somebody in the American League West, I hate it because he still kills the Mariners, <laughs> even at you know, forty years you, old. But you, that's poopy pantsery, is what that is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> literally discussing greatness, and Brad's over here like, <laughs> yeah, Blackjack but Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Blackjack Brad at his finest. Let's see. Now that we've um, alienated all the Angels fans, let's move on and talk and the Cardinals about fans. and the Cardinals fans. No, no, no. We praised his his work That's in St. Louis. That's fine. Okay. Um, anyway, you're just you're just upset. It's fine. You just be angry. Yeah, now that you shaved your beard, is that why? Did you decide to come back a little angry? Uh, it, it, I am a different person with no beard. I'll be there's a little <laughs> peek for the people on YouTube. Uh, yeah, it's gone. Uh, it was it was really itchy. Um, yeah, and it was yeah it was just getting too itchy, and so I, I just couldn't take it anymore. It was just one of those things, kind of like Marshall on How I Met Your Mother when he shaves the middle of his head. Yeah, it's kind of just yeah. like ah! shaved right down. It's like well, can't turn back now. So. Well, okay, so hold on. If we're going to draw a parallel to Marshmallow in How I Met Your Mother, then you snapped, and all the pressure got to you, and there may have, may not have been a wedding involved and then a subsequent a hat. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, there's so, always a hat involved. Always a hat I mean, involved. There's always a hat. No wedding. For sure. I probably did snap. And if there's not, the there should be, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the itching <laughs> did make me snap. I'll, I'll, I'll cop to that one. Okay. So. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. We're going to talk about the postseason. Okay, the postseason is coming. It's going to be here before you know it. God, it makes it's me so unreal. Happy. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. But, All right, but the bubble sure we situation. Got the, we've got yeah, it all set up, right? Yeah, it's 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 all set to go, and I was looking at it, and it's kind of funny. Um, I mean, they're, they're going to lengths to ensure that nobody has home field. There is no team that will happen to be playing at their home field. Because yeah. do you mind if I run through this real quick? No, I, won't. I love it. So other than the wild card rounds, um, the wild card te- – like the home team or the higher seeds in the wild card round, are, they're going to be – all three games will be played at play their parks. So like the A's, they're going to play in Oakland for all three games right. in the series if that's, if that's how far it goes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and um, – Gosh, I don't know. We'll say the Yankees make it. They'll be on the road for all three games. Hey. Okay. <laughs> if. If. Anyways. But then the NLDS will be played in Texas because there is no National League team in Texas. So you'll have games in Arlington at Globe Life Field. Yep. And also at Minute Maid Park is where, where they'll have those games. And then the ALDS. The yep. The ALDS will be played in L.A. at Chavez Ravine and in San Diego at uh, Petco. They're not going to be playing. Yeah, they're not going to be playing ALDS games in Anaheim at Angel Stadium. And then you go to the LCS. You've got ALCS at Petco, NLCS at Globe Life, and then the World Series will be played at Globe Life, which I think is actually really funny that they're like, wow, we've got this nice (laughs) brand-new ballpark. Um, (laughs) The only way it's going to see any postseason is if we play the World Series there. (laughs) And they can't let us come, and it's just such a shame. You know what, though? Actually, about an hour before we came on, I saw an article that said that MLB is hopeful to have fans in the LCS and the World Series. What? So it could be a Super Bowl situation where fans are traveling to a neutral site to watch the games. I do that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was when I saw that I was really bummed that they weren't gonna do anything in in Phoenix. It's like, well, shoot. Yeah. If yeah. you really want a neutral site for the World Series, bring it to Phoenix. So. <laughs> <What>? Yeah. <laughs> that's, 
Yeah, but they just got that big new fancy stadium. You know that's I, why they're doing it. It is. It's exactly why they're doing it. The Rangers aren't mm-hmm. going to make the aren't going to make the playoffs, so they're not worried mm-hmm. about them, you know, getting home field in the World Series, which you know we found doesn't matter. But whatever. No, it's yeah. cool. It, it'll be cool. It'll be interesting to watch a neutral site World Series, and I'm curious if it ends up becoming a thing. Yeah, because I can see it becoming a thing. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that I actually agree with Scott Boris. Is he's been pushing for this for years, and I think it would be really cool get a bunch of fans to come for seven games. And, you know, it's nice to have it. I'm sure. I don't know, but I'm sure it's nice to have it in your home city. But if it bounces around, eventually it will be, you know. Mm. So. Yeah, but there's something very, very special, I would imagine. I don't know. I grew up in Utah. But I'm imagining yeah. there's something very special about having your team in your town yeah. yeah i don't think i don't think that's deniable i mean it was so mm-hmm. i do know it with the nba and the finals with the jazz mm-hmm. in the 90s yeah. like that was pandemonium constantly was a party forever yeah so it is special and it is different mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know i but think i disagree yeah, it, with that it has its i feel like it has its pros and cons either way um i do no like, it like doesn't said, brad it does it does no it does <laughs> Because home field does not matter in the World Series. You could play it. You could play it at a neutral site, and you will st- still have the exact same outcome as you would if you were traveling back and forth. The, no, the only no, the only time that's been true is this last season. Home field has never mattered in the World Series. Back when they were doing it, when with the All Star Game, you know, the winner of the, it matters. So the winner of the World mm-hmm. Series, or winner of the All Star Game, gets home field. It didn't matter then. It doesn't matter now. Home Brad. field does not matter in baseball. Brad, this is me stuck firmly in the mud. Okay, so stop. That's fine. You're not going to convince me. That's fine because <laughs> you're not going to convince me. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk in circles for 20 minutes. I don't either. And n- nobody wants to listen to that. So yeah. let's talk about the blowouts. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we better take a trip down to, uh, you know, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that one, and we're going to get to these a little bit later. This is part of the, another one of the reasons why we, I want to talk unwritten rules. But I yep. saw, I mean, just on Wednesday alone, there was like five, and I said to Mel, I was like, "Gosh, there was more blowouts in MLB today than there was this afternoon at a daycare center." Like, whoa, it was unreal. Solid dad joke, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it is a dad joke. Yeah. Thank you. Loved it, <laughs> <laughs> but. No, and over okay, since last Wednesday, there have been seventy one games. Twenty two of them have ended in blowout fashion, which <clears> baseball <throat> reference defines as um a run differential of five or more runs. That's a right. lot. It was I did the math on it. Thirty one percent? I need to remind myself. Either way, it's around thirty percent. Almost a third of the games ended in blowouts. Are we are we? Re- Do they really define it as five or more? Thirty-one percent. Yeah, that seems yeah. like a really low threshold. Um, it kind of is now. Um, I think based on uh, older standards, it's not. But now with yeah. now that we live in the home run age, it, it kind of yeah. is. But slow. I'd yeah. I'd say, I'd say eight or better. Personally, I'd even go six or seven. Yeah, I, I I could settle with seven, but I think eight makes just as much sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, eight in one inning is 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 a remarkable feat. Yes, it is. 
Um, but th- no, the reason that they do that is because they have their their record splits. The way that they break it down, they yeah. have um, they have what's your record in one in one run games? What's your record in blowouts? Then in parentheses right. it says five plus runs. So yeah, okay, that's just the way they've established it, and I I kind of use them as yeah, of course, as the standard. So well, that's because they are. So you yes. know, they could pay us to say that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> really but they are the stand i mean they are there that's who we go to mm-hmm. um definitely okay last but not least current event steve cohen buys the mets it's conditional still right but he has an yeah. offer on the table the league has to approve it he's going to spend 2.4 billion with a capital with a b. b yeah yeah yes the the big b mm-hmm. yep he's yeah and you know i i, I saw this and i was like Thank goodness it's over. And what it means is the the owners have accepted it. It's up to the league. They have to get 23 out of, out of the 30 owners to approve it. And yeah. when he does, he will own 97% of the Mets. So yep. no A-Rod and J-Lo group buying the Mets. Thank goodness <laughs> we're going to have a team that can pay its players and settle its debts. Is this where we blow raspberries? I feel like. We could. <laughs> we definitely could blow raspberries. Let's do it. Let's One, do it on three. Two. Three. I feel like that was the right thing to do. All right, baseball family, check it out. Now that we've uh, lowered our standards all the way to toddler level, we <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it. Please don't leave. But we, we're going to come back and we're going to jump into these unwritten rules. We're going to talk about what they are, what they mean, why you should care or not. Stay tuned. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks i don't care if i never get back with me root 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 for the home if they don't win it's a shame for it's one two Three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Shop kids' baseball strips at 9plusss.com. Welcome back, baseball family. (laughs) So we talked about blowouts and we talked about no hitters. Um... Let's talk unwritten rules. There are some in unwritten rules that are associated with each. Um, yeah. And this is the thing that I think is funny is the rules are unwritten for a reason. Okay. Let me just get this out of the way to, to start <laughs> with. Wait, wait. Be- are you on your soapbox? I'm I'm just going to say, just let me say it real quick. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anytime I hear of the unwritten rules of baseball, I think of Captain Barbosa from... <laughs> pirates of the caribbean only appropriate that i'm wearing my pirate baseball shirt tonight <laughs> yeah i think of when they say stick to the code ah the code be but but guidelines <laughs> that's right that, that's really what the unwritten rules are it's guidelines to be playing with etiquette um i guess you could see say playing politely and having good sportsmanship yes um but that being said all of those standards are also from the 19th century. Well, all of them, most of them, because that's where the unwritten rules come from. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, is it started at the beginning of the game, you know. Oh, we played gentlemanly, yes, put your bow tie tight and see, yes. You know. <laughs> oh wow. Like that's yeah. That, okay. <laughs> I always when anytime I go into that voice I I uh, I, I channel my great grandpa because yeah. anytime he'd try to teach us something, he'd be like, Like this, see? <laughs> well, he sounds like a terrific fella. <laughs> he was. He's a stand-up That's guy. A real swell guy, you'd say. Yeah, it's a real swell guy. Ah, yeah. So, <laughs> hey, he's a real but anyways, swell guy. <laughs> so, so Brig, that, that's where the unwritten rules come from, and that's why I feel I like they've been challenged so much lately because they've been in the game for over you know 150 years. 150 whatever. years, yeah, right. You know, and and a lot of them are out of date, and part of the unwritten rules are why. MLB is fighting an uphill battle to bring in a younger, young, younger, younger demographic. Right. I mean, am I am I wrong there? I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Said the said the man. <laughs> <laughs> are you fight? Are you fighting curmudgeonry there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I even have my hands like interlaced. Feel my fingers it interlaced. coming through my headphones as you're sitting there <laughs> listening to me talk. Like it just—it was just like poking me right in my ear, curmudgeonry. I just—I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about this. <laughs> but, but so those are the things we're going to talk about. We just talked about where they came from. Let's talk about what are they? What are the unwritten rules? What are some of yeah. the unwritten rules? All right. So. So let's go ahead and get into some of these unwritten rules. Brig, now, you mentioned one earlier. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. So, go ahead. So no, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to segment segue into that. So this yeah. weekend during Alec Mills' no no, I had the mm-hmm. opportunity to talk about what a no no means to a friend of mine and kind of explain, you know, not just the technicalities of it, but the details, the the nuances, if you will, right? And mm-hmm. um, one of the things. So here's the situation. I'm. I'm watching the game. I, I have it on my phone. I'm holding it up, and I'm in my garage while my toddler plays in the street because that's what kind of parent I am. <laughs> Just leave me alone. And she, <laughs> We're in a cul-de-sac. Okay, leave me alone. But she's in the street, and we're running around, or she's running around. I'm sitting in my garage, and uh, and I'm watching the, 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 the last three outs in the ninth inning, right? So out 25 occurs and i yell very loud and (laughs) another neighbor comes out of his garage too (laughs) and he's dead are you okay brig i said yes i'm i'm doing great actually says everything what's going on and i said look (laughs) history history is being made in chicago right now but we are not going to talk about it And he said, he said, he must have been able to hear the game audio because it was quite loud. And, uh, and I said, because he kind of, you know, he walked over a little bit. And I said, and, I, and he said, well, what's happening in Chicago? I said, we are not <laughs> going to talk about it, but it's very exciting. <laughs> and then he muffled something. I don't know. It may or may not have sounded like no hitter. I don't know. Maybe. It was this yeah. jumbled mess of consonants and vowels. Just kind of, he turned. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't actually paying attention. Who knows what he said. I'm not going to acknowledge it. But he said, 
he he walked away and said, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Turned around, and I he gets it. Yeah, he gets it. So then I'm screaming, and everyone knows I'm fine, and we don't talk about it. So yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that, in case you didn't know, one of the unwritten rules is that you do not talk about a no hitter. And this is something I alluded to earlier when I said mm. I get the notification on my phone from MLB.com and it says there's a no-hit bid through six in Chicago or in Milwaukee right now um, for Cubs Wrigley pitcher North, Alec like Mills. <clears throat> and I'm like, what the freak, man? We're not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> how, are you sp- how did I just get a notification? You guys are MLB.com. Pull your head out. <laughs> So now here's my thing with not talking to a pitcher during a no hitter. Like I understand why you don't want it to get it in his head, right? Because then he starts pressing him. He probably won't make his pitches. I, I get right. it. I get it. But my question to you is, is this more of an unwritten rule or is it more of a superstition? Well, so it's interesting. We didn't get into the divergent mentalities because you're right. It originated as you do not talk to the pitcher. Mm-hmm. during a no hitter but yeah like it not has at all. morphed he, he, he it has morphed the end into of the not yeah we now now you don't talk about it yeah nobody yeah. <laughs> and so i feel like i feel like in the dugout it's an unwritten rule because it's like dude don't yes. you don't say it you don't want you don't want it floating in the ether because you don't want it to land in his ear that's right. And I guess that's where it comes from with the fans, too, because you don't want there to be in the stadium. You don't want there to be kind of like a low mumble of no hitter. No, no, no. Yes, of course. Nobody's going to hit. You know, you know, you don't want that flowing, like I said, through the ether because it might end up in his ear. That's but how I feel. Even like you sitting at home, you're not going to talk about it with your neighbors. Is that more of a superstition or does that fit in with the unwritten rules? And this is what we talked about with my friend. This is 100% superstitious, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we are a desperately superstitious people, baseball people. We just are. I'm, I'm yes, not going to apologize true. for it. I and just I, won't. In fact, I think, I think that's a whole other episode, superstition. Yeah, oh, for sure. But you're right so. when it comes to drawing a line between the two. But, but I think, you, you know, the rule, the unwritten rule is that you don't talk about it in the dugout, you know, especially bring it up mm-hmm. to the pitcher, but yeah, the, so, but sorry, it's become ahead, a fan ahead. rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was, I was, uh, I had a friend in high, in high school through a, a perfect game. And, wow, and it was, yeah, it was while I was injured, so I was keeping book, and I, I came to the realization it was, I want to say it was like in the fifth inning or the beginning of the sixth that I was like. Soch has a perfecto going. <laughs> um, and I kind of looked at the guy next to me, and he goes, don't say a word. <laughs> yes. like, all right. Yeah. We got it. And he went on. He, he finished it. He finished the perfect game. He did it. And I'll tell you this. He's the one guy I caught in my entire life who had big league stuff at 15, and he ended up tearing his rotator cuff and couldn't pitch anymore. Man. But that's a whole different thing. But anyways, yeah, so so I get it. I get like in the dugout you don't say anything, you you know, you don't don't even get it out there because you don't want the pitcher to get in his own head because that can happen, especially with pitchers. Well, and he's so. already there. That's the problem. Yeah. So if yeah. you read David Cohn's autobiography, full count, you'll get a really good insight into what it's like to be a pitcher in a no hitter and a perfect game scenario. And mm-hmm. the yeah. way he translates that experience and gives it to us 
is 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 gold. Mm-hmm. It really is super super well written. There's so. a lot of stuff about that book that's well written, but especially that chapter about the perfect game was fantastic. Well, he fra- the whole thing is framed in that. Yeah, he starts mm-hmm. the starts the narrative and then he works into it and then yeah, he gets in oh, it's just terrific. But yeah. So yes, there's there but there are more rules surrounding a no-hitter that we should talk about. One of them is you do not bunt to break up a no-hitter. That's a that's a violation of the unwritten rules. Mm-hmm. And, and for the, me, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I no. was just, just going to say about the the bunting. So I don't feel like if you are a so if you're a guy who doesn't typically bunt, okay, I get it. Especially if the if the shift is on, because you know guys aren't because you're not normally going to bunt to beat the shift anyway. So I don't think you that guy should be doing that. Okay. It's kind of a cheat move, especially against the shift. Like, to me, it's like, okay, that's pretty messed up. But a guy like, if you've got like D. Gordon or Brian right. Hamilton up to bat and everybody's playing straight up and you've got one or two out in the ninth inning and you're about to get no hit, like, those guys can absolutely lay down a bunt because that's something yeah. they would do normally. Kyle Schwarber is like one of the best the in the business. Which is strange to me. It is. It is. I'm not arguing you with you there, but I just want to add that keeping it in Chicago for today, that that is absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I feel like that's the way that is. Like not, mm-hmm. not everybody. Like if you want to lay down a bunt because that's what you do, that's fine. Go ahead and do it. But don't like beat the shift when the guy's got two outs into the ninth inning, because that's Bush league. That, that is, that is to me. But Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't into, disagree with you, but that bristles. I bristle against the idea of being competitive, right? Like, do what it takes to win. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and that's that's my thing too. Yeah, is that like, it, yeah, it might be bush league, but at the same time, like, you're, and and that's the thing too is if it's a close game, if it's a two nothing game and a no hitter, that's where I draw the line. Yep. Then yeah, go ahead, do what you got to do because you yeah, can if you're within two or three runs and you can start a rally on a beat in the mm-hmm. shift bunt up the left field or up the. Uh, yeah, the left field uh, line. Yeah, yeah. Freaking run it out, man. Drop a yeah. bunt, lay it down. Get a double. You get a double out of it. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. how I feel. If you're within two or three runs, I don't care how many outs the other team has. I don't care. I don't care who the pitcher is. It could be a no-no. Doesn't matter to me. Like, well, be competitive. And part of throwing a no-no is getting the tough outs. It's not just the pitcher. It's That's the defense. Right. That's right, and that's what that's yeah. That's what my friend and I talked about this weekend was we were talking about uh, how it's these are tremendous team efforts. I mean, especially Mm -hmm. a no a perfect game, but a no no as well is a huge, Mm -hmm. huge team effort, and you can't the pitcher can't do it alone. I think that so King Felix is the last one to record a perfect game was in 2012, and I think he did so on the back of what like nine strikeouts or something like that. Yeah, oh, ten. Yeah, he struck out because he he was striking guys out all the time back then. It was, it yeah. was absurd. But, yeah, but yeah, it wasn't and, and twenty-seven he, strikeouts. That's what I'm saying. No, like, yeah, we're talking, we're talking. He got just under a th- or about a third of the strikeouts, or of the mm-hmm. outs were were at the plate. The rest of them were in the field. Yes, and and that's that's to your point exactly right. That it take it takes everybody. It takes everybody to be perfect. It takes everybody to be to get yeah. a, a no hitter you know that's why it's so special yeah now brad what Definitely. do you, we've talked about this before and we'll move on after this but what do you think about combined no-nos are you as excited about them or not 
No, not at all. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> the Mariners Very threw good. one several years ago, and I was just kind of like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Throw a complete game if you're going to get a no-no. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, <laughs> all right. Do you swing on a 3-0 count? Three balls, no strikes. Your team is way ahead. Do you swing on a 3-0 count? Yes. This is, this is an unwritten rule that you it don't. Is. That's the rule states that you don't. Oh, that's true, right? The rule states that you don't. But do you, in my opinion? Yes. And we talked about this a little bit with Fernando Tatis last week. <laughs> yes. He, you know, he <laughs> he hit a grand slam to go up by 10. You know, you're already up six, which, like we said, in today's Major League Baseball is not a huge lead. Six it's is big, not. But it's not insurmountable. It's not insurmountable. It's not huge. Yeah. Yes. So, not only did he swing on a 3-0 pitch up six, he swung on a 3-0 pitch with the bases loaded. And I'm kind of like, that's fine. Like, if you're, yeah. a pit, you're a major league pitcher, make a competitive pitch and get it out. Right. You know, if you want to try to get him to chase something, that's fine. But don't just groove something 3-0. I, I think that's an absolutely absurd rule that I, guys I should be too. able to swing on any count whenever. Because um, we played in a state tournament in high school where we blew everybody out. I think we ended up, like, our final margin in, like, five games was, like, 85 to, like, six. Wow. And, yeah, Jeez. it was insane. And our coach came and he told us, he's like, guys, don't swing until you have a strike. Because mm-hmm. we were hitting everything, you know. And and I don't feel like that's an okay thing. I mean, at that level, yeah, because you got to show some more sportsmanship because kids have feelings. But at the major <laughs> league level, they don't. I don't care about your feelings. Your bank account is your feelings, and you can go home and you can cry on $100 bills. So, <laughs> wow. Ruthless <laughs> blackjack Brad. <laughs> maybe it is the beard i don't know but no i don't i don't feel like at the major league level you're a professional play professionally get it out i don't care what the count is i don't care what the score is you've got to get 27 outs to get out of the game and nobody should be going easy on you because you're a grown man yep i absolutely agree with that actually so um i'm gonna skip the the looking at a home run one I feel like we beat yeah. that to a pulp. We we talk mm-hmm. about that all the time. The yeah. the the rule is that you don't stand in the box and wait for your home run to clear the fence. That's the idea. Um, yeah. This I agree. Don't do it. You want to play baseball like a baby back. You know what? Then you can stand in the box and then you get thrown a baseball at your head. And we're going to talk about that later. But <laughs> do you? Um, the next rule, let's talk about this. Do not steal bases if your team is ahead by a significant amount. Think of all the squishy language in that one. And that's and that's what you talk about being competitive. Yes. Be competitive from start to finish. You don't go out there and say, oh, we're up six. I'm not going to run. I mean, especially with nowadays when guys have enough incentives built into their contracts. I mean, I watched the Mariners a couple weeks ago. They, they were still in bases up. Uh, let's see, up four runs in the four. top of the ninth inning. Yeah. And then they ended up losing in a walk-off because yeah. the Padres came back and scored seven runs. Of course they did. In one inning. So play to win the game, in the words of Herm Edwards. <laughs> right. Until it's if over. If that means stealing bases. Yeah, if that means stealing bases, go steal bases. Right. Swing at a 3-0 pitch, what do you care? Yeah. Exactly. You don't care about their kids. <laughs> right, like, come on, you're here <laughs> to right. win baseball games. Yeah, that's right. You don't care right. about their kids. Yeah. Now, all right, last one, and then we'll take a break. Okay. 
if the pitcher gives up back-to-back homers, two batters come up, both of them launch them out, they drop in bombs on this dude, are you allowed to swing at the first pitch of the next at-bat, that third, the, the subsequent batter? Now, the unwritten rule is that you are not allowed to do that. Right. How do you feel about this, Brad? It's the same thing with 3-0. Don't go in there and just groove a pitch because you don't think the guy's going to swing. Go out there and make competitive pitches. Yep. And especially See, I agree if you're out that. there grooving pitches, at what point do you just like what at what point are you giving up as a pitcher? Well, and it, and what are you allowing to influence your decision to give up? Mm-hmm. See, because to me this is all about the mental game. This is all about who's tough, who's not, who can hang, who can't. This is resilience in the moment. This is all kinds of things. And and really, if I'm letting you throw the first pitch for a grooved strike, right, right down the pipe, no juice, no nothing. It's like, come on, man. I'm going to drill mm-hmm. that, right? Oh, definitely. Because how doing many of those in your life are you even going to get? <laughs> Hitting is hard enough as it is. Yeah. Don't let the good pitches go by. And I, I don't feel like you can in any situation, especially if, I mean, if, yeah, if, if the two guys in front of you hit home runs, go up there and hit a home run on the first pitch. Who cares? Yep. Because I actually. Is, is, go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, <laughs> Jinx, you my, candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to say about this, if I have a pitcher who is not mentally strong enough, like you said, to work through giving up back-to-back home runs, in the words of my high school baseball coach, he's not that damn good anyway. Good anyway, I don't need him. <laughs> yep. Yep, so that's, that's very that's good. That's my opinion on that. All right, baseball family, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into more of these, and we have more to say. And I'll bet you, uh, I bet you, di- you didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> no matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. All right, baseball family, welcome back. We're going to talk more unwritten rules of the game. Obviously, we don't have time to get into every one of them, so we're going to cherry pick a couple of these mm-hmm. and move through them that way. Um, some of them are ridiculous, as we, I think, have clearly stated, mm-hmm. but perhaps we should take some time and talk about some that are less ridiculous. Brad, what do you think? Well... This this mm-hmm. one that I kind of I kind of get this one, but at the same time it is a little bit ridiculous. A pitcher who's removed from the game in the middle of an inning must stay in the dugout until the end of the inning. It's like yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, like you're you're in. It shows that you're in with the team, right? Okay. But yeah. I can also see you've been out in the dugout or out in the bullpen for a while. You might have to go to the bathroom. I mean, we had an incident <laughs> this week. Right? So. Like, if you got to go, you got to go. That's cool. But come back, hang out with the team. Doesn't matter if you just got rocked for seven, eight runs, whatever. Um, you know, go sit in the dugout, eat some seeds, yeah. drink some Gatorade. And then when it's mm-hmm. over, pull a prank on somebody. Yeah. 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 That's, right. that's what I said. Whatever. Just, yeah, you perfect. can unwind in the, in the dugout. You don't have to go unwind in the clubhouse. 
Yeah. There's plenty well, and you should unwind with your people. Me. Yes. You yeah. Really should. I, yeah. So what about a pitcher not indicating that they are displeased or at all discouraged by the play or lack thereof of one of their fielders? Okay, so I the way I look at this is an error. Should not right. indicate displeasure with an error. Because errors right. happen. That is the errors official happen. rule. To me, like if if an error happens, like it it's just the nature of the game. You've got uneven ground, sometimes you got even a pebble, you know, like we saw a ball hit off third base the other day and the Marlins third baseman made a great play on it. You know, granted right. that wouldn't have been an error, but just like you know, just you you pick each other up in baseball. You don't put each other down. It's hard enough game as it is that if something like that happens, you shouldn't be like, golly, you know, don't sh- don't make any faces, nothing. You can make faces on a bad bad hop because yeah, that's out of their out of their control. You know, sure, it's like man, you know, like, but dang, but yeah. don't don't get down on guys. Defense is hard enough to play as it is. Don't make it any harder because if if you if they get in their own head, same thing with pitching. If fielders get in their own head. We saw Chuck, no- Chuck Knobloch, a great second baseman, <laughs> got the yips, yeah. th- got the yips, couldn't throw the ball to first base anymore. Yeah, no, it's true. So, all right, so let's swing all the way over to the other side. Let's talk about stuff that I think makes a little bit more sense. How about not rubbing the part of your body that was hit by a pitch? Okay, tell me about that. So, I mean, this is this just comes down to machismo. Honestly, toughness. That's really what it is. It's and my thing is like, <laughs> it hurts. Rub it, man. <laughs> you think so? See, no, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm like, no, you can't have the satisfaction. Yeah, no, it hurts. Like, rub yeah. it. I don't care. Make it feel better. Like, if you need a little bit of ice, man, do it. Like, you need that magic spray. Yeah, do what you got. It hurts to get no, hit with man. Baseball. No, I totally disagree with you. Okay, there's nothing more exciting than watching a dude get drilled in the small of the back and him turning around cold as ice and staring that pitcher in the face and not one iota of pain is on his okay. face. There's no, nothing I'll, I'll, better. The I'll whole, give you this. We're talking 100,000 people between the attended fans <laughs> and the people on TV go, oh, and then he just turns slow and cold. There is nothing better than that. Okay. Let me, let me give you this. I, I will say this. Out of anywhere on my body, I would much rather get hit in the back because I'm not, A, I'm not going to rub it because I can't, can't reach it. But second, like, it's easiest to take a ball in the back, okay? Like, yeah, okay. don't rub the back. But you get hit in the butt or the leg, yeah, like, yeah. Right. Give it a little bit of rub, you know. Rub no, that pain I disagree. Off a little bit. That's and especially you get hit in the hand or the wrist. That's yeah. different. The hand yeah. is different. Okay. Sure, there are yeah, certain but you places get hit in the that meat. hurt way worse than others. Yeah, and, and I of think course. you have license to rub that but the back every yeah, stare him down yes. go walk down to first base and then go steal second on him i'm this yeah exactly and i'm the same way with anywhere where there's a bunch of meat i'm talking the you get hit in the butt you get hit in the thigh mm-hmm. look it's gonna hurt like crazy yeah I mean, we all know that it. but it is your <laughs> job to look unaffected that is uh, that is an unwritten rule i th- i firmly believe in and i i've just always thought it was funny because i remember getting hit don't rub it gonna rub it it hurts you go ahead yeah. and rub it too i don't care <laughs> well you can rub it when you get to first base fool like <laughs> well that's when you that's when you is, rub it no, you take your base you, like a man then you go rub it when you get to first base that's, that's what, what i say that's okay. what i say and all it's right. and it's all machismo and it's all bs and it's all bad for you but it's still an unwritten rule and i think it's one that makes perfect sense 
you are representing the team. You are representing yourself, and you're not allowed to look like a baby back. You know what? At the box, <laughs> you have got to stand there and deliver a cold, searing gaze back to the dude who may or may not have intentionally thrown that ball at you. And if they did intentionally throw it, let's get into the next unwritten rule. Are you well within your rights or not to start chirping on your way to first base, maybe throw something or charge? What do you think of that? Okay, so if somebody throws at you intentionally, do not touch that spot where they hit you. Absolutely not. Okay, like I'm with Absolutely you on that. Absolutely not. Do yes. not. Unless in fact, it's in the face. You run down, you, in fact, you strut down to first base, maybe swell up and flex on them a little bit, and call yeah. them a couple names and tell them you bring that all day because it doesn't even hurt. Nice change that's up, right. sucker. Like that's, you that's peacock. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Absolutely. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, you peacock all the way down and, and tell them nice change up, nice curveball, whatever, when you know they yeah. brought the heat because nothing right. just hate more than that. That's right. Exactly so. right. You telling me my 95 mile an hour looked like a change up. <laughs> yeah. Well, now they're in their head. See, that's where this yep. see the cool thing about a lot of these unwritten rules. Some of them are complete BS. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like, let's be nice to each other. And like, come on, man, stop. Yeah. Like yeah. this is this is a ruthless cutthroat game. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't perform, the other guy will and you'll get DFA. Exactly. So, yeah. It is you. You have to perform. Period. End of story. But some of these rules are about reputation and team morale and mm-hmm. all this other stuff that goes into the subtext, the nuances of the game that I think are undeniable. That you can't. If and if we ever get away from them, we're going to be in trouble. And see, I feel like some of them can be challenged. We can get away with some of them. Like I've I've talked. I mean, like like you said, we've talked endlessly about watching a home run. Fine. It's Sure. Adds enter- I feel like it adds entertainment value. Go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, right. But and I just want to punch you in the face. I know. I know. But luckily for me. Not I'm, you. I'm not you. Oh, I mean, okay. I'm talking about the guy in the box. <laughs> I want to take Yasiel Puig and hit him with my keyboard. That's all. <laughs> That's true. Like, lick your That's bat. True. How does it taste? How does the V key taste? I'm going to smack him. That's <laughs> all. But but some of the things that we've seen this year, we talked about, you know, we talked about the game placing itself. We had had some issues with the Astros, both pitching and hitting. We had, you know, we've talked yeah. about free Joe, hashtag free Joe Kelly and, yeah. you know, yes. him throwing behind Bregman and, and Correa and chirping at him a little bit. Um, but then you had some Astros throwing at uh, Ramon Liriano. Is that who that was? Yeah, I think I think that is who it was. Yeah. And they threw at him. And you know he did. He was barking a little bit, chirping a little bit at those guys, and then there ended up sure. being a little bit, a little bit of a scuffle. Not much more than that. I wouldn't even no, say a, a brouhaha. Or a, yeah, it didn't go but to so, fisticuffs. No, it did not. Wasn't so, a Donnybrook in the infield for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> but so I, I ask you, Brig, which one ah. of those was more on the right? Was Kelly more on the right throwing at the Astros? I, I mean, I guess this is a dumb question because we know why Kelly did it. The Come reason on, the Astros man. were throwing Oriano was because because he's hitting home runs. Is it okay, is it okay to throw at a guy if he roughs you up for four home runs in three in a three game series? Like, no. Do you feel like that's okay? No. And I don't no, either. Be better. Goes, yeah, exactly. Be better. Be mentally tougher and throw better pitches. And it goes now, back to that not swinging at the first pitch after you, the pitcher just giving up back to back. Right. Like that's, that's right. on the pitcher. Now, hold on. The value has changed, though, because 30 years ago, 
This was 35 even. This was way different. You you mm-hmm. crushed it even one time against Nolan Ryan, and he was going to put you right back in your diaper. Same thing as Bob Gibson. Bob, Bob Gibson Gibson's a great example. You if, you hit, hit, if you hit a home run off of him, you knew you were getting hit or thrown at the next time you got up there. One time. You get one time, and then he mm-hmm. is going to put the pants back on in that relationship, and he is going to make sure that you are crying for mama. Yeah, exactly. Now, and now sorry, that I will tell you that that level of ruthless policing itself, sort of wild west baseball, I love it. I am drawn in some misplaced or some <laughs> Ill, misguided, ill placed, macho sort of just gritty, like I don't know, old school, like toxic masculinity or something. But it strokes that part of me that I can't get very often. And see, for me, and, what it is, it's pouting. It's pouting. Of course it is. That's why striking it's toxic out, masculinity. Striking yes. out is just as much as part of the game as hitting a home run. Agreed. There's no reason you should be thrown at a guy because he succeeded against you. He's uh, going to fail against you nine out of ten times he sees you, especially if your name is Nolan Ryan or Bob Gibson. Let him succeed yes. against you one time. He's not going to do it again. Yeah, but listen, he doesn't have you figured out. Nobody has you figured out. Right. But nobody has them figured out because they will throw at your face. And, see, and that's and, part of the dynamic. Now, listen, here's the problem. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying that it does add a dynamic you can't get anywhere else. It is uh-huh. it is a it is a hunter gatherer sort of hyper-vigilant, I'm-in-charge mentality that we are losing in baseball. Is it right that we're getting away from that? Absolutely it is. But we have to acknowledge the past as the past. We have to put those values mm-hmm. and those systems in place because that's what it was. And back then, not only was it wildly acceptable, but it was also completely the norm. Right. And back then, I mean, it's like what people talk about the NBA now. They're like, oh, guys who played in the 80s, I love the 80s because it was like, you know, clotheslining guys, hard fouls. You, you couldn't get to the hoop. And now just you can't touch anybody, you know, and it's like, okay, but those are the rules then. These are the rules right. now. Basketball That's is right. far, actually far more entertaining. And the ratings are better now than they were then. With baseball, you risk losing it's, your stars. I mean, think yeah, about how but, much Mike Trout would have gotten thrown at. A ton, and not just well, and not because of launch angle. He's not hitting home runs like the other guys. These other guys do. He has a natural home run swing, and he is incredibly strong. He's going to hit yes. a lot of home runs, whether it's the launch angle era or it's the seventies when guys are going to throw at him. He'd be getting thrown at every other game. He would. I agree with you. I'm just saying that that was a dynamic of the game back then that we don't have mm-hmm. today. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and I, just, I I still just can't comprehend it. I don't understand it. I do. I do understand it. I'm not advocating for it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I get it. I see I can. It's not hard for me in my mind to say Nolan Ryan feels like he is on top of the world on that 18 inches of mound. Okay. Right. And he feels like he is absolutely not only in charge in the moment, present minded, but entitled to being in charge at where his his role is to dictate not only the pace but also the execution of play 
and he is going to do everything in his power to single-handedly affect the outcome of the game. Now, if you throw, if he throws on you, and let's say something doesn't break and it hangs, which happened occasionally, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some guy goes yard on him, then he will do everything in his power to make sure that he is back in the driver's seat dictating the game because he genuinely feels he is entitled to managing the entire pace of play. He feels okay. like not only is he entitled to it, but it is his sole duty and responsibility. And that's part of that mentality is what made him so effective and why every time we talk about the greatest pitchers of all time, he's at the top of the list. Okay, now I got one for you. Okay. So last Wednesday, this is what started this whole string of blowouts. Yes. We had the Braves and the Marlins. The Braves beat the Marlins 29-9. to We had in the bottom of the seventh, seventh inning, the Braves were up 25-9. to Yes, they, they were. Lowered the lowered the bases. And then you've got um, you've got Adam Duvall gets up and hits a grand slam to put the Braves up twenty nine to nine. Do you throw, or do you find it acceptable to throw the next pitch at Ozzy Albies? No. Okay, because that's what would have happened before Ozzy no, Albies would have taken it to the dome. No, I don't think it would have. I do. Up 25-9, to nine, and the dude hits a home run with the bases loaded. Gets a grand slam. Ozzie Albies yeah. would have been down and out. No, he wouldn't have. No. He would have been down and out the next time they came to play each other. The next the next time they saw each other, no, Duvall would have been would down have been. and Duvall would have been down and out the next time they played each other. Oh, that's what, yeah, that's exactly right. But no, You're, I think the yes, next, Duvall. I think the very next pitch was would have headed would have been headed at no pun intended Albie's head. <laughs> I like what you did there. No, I can, I think it, and it depends on whether there was a pitching change between those two instances. I don't think it depends on a pitching change either. I think no matter who's throwing the ball, if they bring a if they bring a new pitcher in. The reliever, they're like they're handing the ball, and it's like you know what you need to do. Yep, I do. He's down. Yeah, and you know, and the same yeah. pitcher, I think is he's like, well, that sucked. Boom, you know. Yeah, but I'm telling you, look. So okay, so Nolan Ryan, okay, he's a terrible example. Let's say somebody else <laughs> gives up that many runs back then. Okay. Okay, somebody who's way less capable, and because Nolan Ryan would never have done that. But let's say they give up that many runs. You, they are packing it in and waiting for the next appearance the next opportunity to face this team they are not going to execute retribution then and if they do it will be seen as petty and disingenuous and whatever else that's disingenuous the wrong word but you know what i mean like it will be seen as seen as petty and small but the next time they saw each other everybody's on this on the docket everybody and they're and they know they're, they're going to run through ejections like crazy and everybody's so you, okay you, with it do you think Acuna is up to to get plunked the next time? Then everybody, because thirty five years I mean, ago, forty years ago, everybody. I mean, that's the way it work. Is especially the leadoff guy, especially a leadoff guy like Acuna. Yeah, you'd much oh, rather sure. hit him than have him swing his bat. Oh, so, for sure. Take so your I base, like, but yeah. but send a message at the same time. That's how it all was, old school. Yeah, yeah. But no, I I feel like Albies is on his back though the very next batter that's how i yeah. feel like it would have worked okay and 35 40 years up. ago maybe yeah. so yeah 
but I don't think so with that many runs on the board. I think they, they, they're packing it in and, and planning their revenge for later. Okay. All right. Well, we'll let see. us know what you think, baseball family. Do you, What do you think yeah. about the unwritten rules? Do you think there's some that are outrageous? Do you think a lot of them make sense? Um, are there some that borderline on just superstition? I mean, let us know. Let us know if you think Ozzy Albies would have been on his back following the Adam Duvall home run. I don't know. I don't know either. But check Send it out, baseball family. If, if you want to learn more about baseball's unwritten rules, I've got this book here called The Baseball Codes. It was written by, let's see, Jason Turbo and Michael Duca. Um, it's a terrific read. It's it's kind of dense, I'll be completely honest with you, but it does get into the details. It does give you play-by-play scenarios to help kind of set up the situation so you understand what happens. And uh, if you can read it in Vin Scully's voice in your mind, you'll probably be a lot better off. So that's what I did. <laughs> I could hear, during, especially during the play-by-play announcing, um, mm-hmm. that they try to break down in there. It gets a little lost in the sauce unless you're listening to Vince Scully in your brain. So, um, you know, maybe he should I be re- doing that as like a retirement job, reading reading audiobooks because he could read the phone book and it would be entertaining. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He'd make you feel like you were sitting right there. Let's <laughs> let's reach out and pitch the yeah. idea to him. That's All a right. good idea. I yeah. love it. Anyway. Uh, baseball family, don't forget to jump on the shop, 9plusus.com. That's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. Like I said last week, we got some new stuff coming for cold weather fans. We know it's getting in the 50s in Chicago right now. In Philadelphia, it's getting a little bit cold as well. Um, other places, I know in Buffalo, it's getting a little bit cold now that the Blue Jays have come in from the Great White North. So we are planning some uh, some releases coming up very soon. We're very excited about them. Don't forget to jump on there. Grab yourself something nice, and uh, we'd love to see it from you. For sure. Send us a message. Send us a message on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Join the Facebook group, 9plus VIPs. Send us a request. We'll let you join. And uh, you can also send us a message in the mailbag. There's a link to the mailbag in the doobly-doo of every episode on every podcast provider and also on YouTube. So send us your questions, comments, concerns, side remarks, anything you want to hear us talk about, and we will give you a shout-out on the show. The Baseball Family, it was a lot of fun this week, and we will catch you next week. Next week.